0: This is a crow's nest podcast. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Titanic Talkline. I am Alexia, and <laughs> so. <laughs> This is something that I found out about right about the beginning of when I started this show. Um, I found this absolutely A-plus parody merch online, and my first thought was, I gotta talk to that person. So I found them, and I did. Uh, And I normally go on a little bit more with housekeeping and stuff, but I'm just gonna get right into this interview because it was a ton of fun. Uh, Well, I can tell who my guest is because I'm the one who does the invites, but just for the sake of the people listening to the show, could you tell everyone who you are
1: sure uh, my name is Alex Bonson I'm a native Vermonter and I make uh, little collectibles as a side gig
0: you're a your your username I guess is a suspicious duck right
1: it is yeah that's uh, I guess you could say is my artist handle so I needed something to go by to yeah in social media and in the artistry world so uh that's that's what I decided to go with
0: how, where'd that come from? Are you have you been compared in your past to a suspicious duck?
1: <laughs> no, I, I wish it was something that interesting. It was just uh, something that came to mind, um, something really random that I thought people would uh, find funny and help uh, them remember me by. I happen to think it's funny.
0: I <laughs> I also happen to think that your your toy is really funny. I don't want to give it away, so. What is, what, what is this Titanic toy that you make? Could you, could you you tell everyone about it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was actually in a line of stuff I made. Um, so I'll start by kind of just, I guess, explaining my processes. I, I make, uh, I make tiny, I guess you could say plastic, um, figurines or just, um, anything really out of, uh, out of my 3d printer. Um, I paint them and put them in little like official plastic packaging, um, make them look pretty official looking and then put them on my Etsy store. So the one you're referencing is uh, one uh, based off of a scene in the Titanic movie where it's probably my favorite scene in any movie at this point. But it's a (laughs) it's a it's a a passenger who uh, falls off the uh, end of the ship and hits a propeller on his way down. With a nice little sound effect to go with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's very memorable. I, um, the toy particularly struck me because I have a friend who's a teacher and her favorite movie in that uh, moment in that movie is mm-hmm. Man Propeller.
1: <laughs> I know as soon as I put it like out into the world, there are a lot of comments of just saying, oh, man, I remember seeing this scene in theaters and. And just cracking up. It was like the one scene that kind of made things memorable in the midst of all the chaos and sorrow that was happening in every other scene.
0: It is just kind of a moment of. It, I mean, it's not ridiculous in that, like, that could never happen because, like, it, I can see where it would happen, but it is kind of ridiculous.
1: <laughs> I know. It kind of just sticks out. Like, uh there are a lot of people kind of. Chiming in with the same kind of memory I had when I first mm-hmm. saw the movie, where, you know, you're just, you're, your eyes are glued to the screen because these horrible tragedies are happening. And then right. just randomly, some this comedic slapstick scene of some guy hitting the propeller on the way down just, just it's the one thing that sticks out. And uh, it was one of those scenes where I was like, okay, if I were to make a collectible out of any movie scene, you mm-hmm. know, what's one that uh, people would kind of, be like, Oh yeah, I remember that happening. And that was really one that sucked. I wanted to like make something that would kind of draw people's attention immediately. Um, and this, uh, seemed to do the trick.
0: Yeah. Seriously. How many of them have you, uh, sold so far?
1: Um, like a lot of my other ones, I try and do a limited batch. Uh, so -hmm. for this one, it started out, um, just as a one-time thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I entered it for like, uh, a small art contest, um, that another collect collectible artist was doing. And, um, I put it on, uh, Reddit initially Mm -hmm. in my, in the 3d printing subreddit and it got like 20,000 upvotes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, so I was like, okay, maybe, uh, maybe I should actually try and sell these. So I, in the midst of the, of the chaos of, of everyone uh, liking it i put it, the one i made on ebay mm-hmm. and uh within 15 minutes or so it got taken down cuz ebay thought it was like some some type of uh i don't know uh, <laughs> bootleg that was trying to <laughs> trying to come off as a as like official merch right. of the movie even though uh i tried to make it clear it was just a fan made uh fan made toy oh, man. um so i was like okay well i uh I'll just make a, a better version so and i I'll, I'll make a kind of a small batch of them so i uh um with the help of um someone who's way better at three d modeling than me i i got a uh more historically looking historically accurate propeller mm-hmm. uh rendered and printed um i changed the background of it to make it less Less official to the movie, Mm -hmm. um, to kind of help help avoid any copyright issues. I guess (laughs) I didn't want to get sued trying to just sell something fun. Yeah, and um, I sold about uh, twelve, and kept the first one for myself. But it was yeah, it's a fun, obviously fun process. Yeah, (laughs) that's
0: really neat. I I bought one for for said friend, and yes, you did. I (laughs) did. So I actually, I was visiting my family in Texas for an extended period. I was there for two months, but I had uh-huh. tickets to a show back here in Maryland and the um, the toy happened to get here before I did. So I landed here and saw it was here and I contacted my friend who did not have a lot of time.
1: She's mm-hmm. like, I don't have
0: time to hang out. I'm like, I don't care if you don't have time to hang out. You have five <laughs> minutes to come by my house and get something that I got yeah. you. And she was so excited. She almost dropped the box.
1: <laughs> I have that. Did it, did it arrive intact?
0: It did. It did. It
1: did. Okay, I was After worried that- because, yeah. So, I think yours was one of the the first and in, in included in the first shipments that made it okay. Because at one point it got like as as, as we approached summer more, it mm-hmm. it got super hot and there were like two or three that were the glue that I had used came undone. So like uh- <laughs> I got a I got a message back from uh, one person with like the guy had fallen off the packaging, oh, no. uh, into the water, <laughs> which I guess was supposed to happen, right? but, um, he Just was supposed to stay on destiny. there. Exactly. But the glue came undone in the summer heat mm-hmm. while during transit. And, uh, I mean, it, it was shipped all the way to California. So I, I guess that kind of made sense, but I'm, I'm, when I make it again, I'm going to try and find an adhesive a, a bit more durable to the summer heat, but I'm glad to hear yours, yours made it. Okay.
0: Yeah, I made it. I think, um, so it comes in kind of like you said, official looking packaging in that it has the cardboard backing and then that sort of plastic dome on top of it. Yeah. Um, and the plastic, it's not a dome, but the plastic case, mm-hmm. at least in, in in this toy, it kind of held it in place.
1: Yeah. So I, I know I really lucked out with that. Like when I printed it, it was just large enough for the packaging um, where it kind of mm-hmm. helped keep it in place yeah Um, exactly so yeah and they're they're called i learned in looking for them and because in the midst of learning this technique and this this uh the skill of of making these things that they're called bubble blisters which i never would have guessed but that's the technical try now right it's it's not the most appealing word
0: seriously that's gross but (laughs) i mean yeah that makes sense what is the process for making one of these? Obviously you don't need to give away any trade secrets, but like from start to finish, because it does look, yeah, it looks like it was pretty official. Like how do how does that, how did this get made?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. And when I first stumbled upon the small community of artists who make, uh, collectibles like this, I was just baffled and, um, had no idea where to start, but, um, I was fortunately the, the small community of, of these people who make these things are very uh, very nice and were able to answer some of my questions on how to make it. So basically, uh, and there are different ways. But for, for what I do personally is I have a, um, a 3D printer mm-hmm. that instead of the typical filament, which is like spools of spaghetti looking stuff, you use a vat of resin this kind of liquid plastic that slowly creates uh-huh. la- creates layers of, of a mold. I
0: have very, very recently, only very recently heard of a resin 3D printer and I was wondering oh, yeah? how it
1: worked. Yeah. It's, it's pretty yucky and toxic. <laughs> it's not the most ideal way. It's no, like,
0: resin's pretty gross in and of itself.
1: Yeah. So the resin um, reacts to UV light. So, There's a screen on the bottom of that that uh, slowly hardens the resin and creates the layers and forms it into whatever shape you want um, Mm -hmm. based off of the computer model. So, um, yeah, I created the... After um, the second uh, version of the propeller was modeled for me, Mm -hmm. um, I printed the propeller, I printed the guy, I then have to called Curing the Resin because it's pretty toxic still uh, when it comes out. Um, Then I have to prime it and then I used an airbrush to paint the propeller and then with very careful steady hands with a paintbrush. (laughs) I painted the little passenger dude. uh, Stuck him on. uh, Created the graphic, back the uh, packaging graphic in Photoshop and then uh, printed that. On just regular photo paper, glued it with some uh, adhesive spray onto like a some chipboard that you would get at like a Michael's store, mm-hmm. and then um, using some harder to find uh, tools, rounded the edges, and then put the little sombrero uh, punch in the top to make it mm-hmm. look more uh, official. So that's yeah. kind of a, a really rough overview of how it's done. Um, I'm. I feel like a fraud sometimes in my, my methods because because a lot of people um, that are well are better known in the community, like obvious plants or kingdom of spiders. Uh, these, these are they're people who um, like have really grown into like quite uh, kind of breaking into the mainstream of making these collectibles, and uh, they 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 will like actually hand paint uh, or hand model things. A lot of it, a lot of the time it's actual like action figure looking stuff. So um, if you just, you know, browse Instagram or social media for similar people that do similar types of stuff, you'll see that their technique is, it's pretty hardcore and that they will put in like a lot of detailed work into hand modeling out of clay. Um, I stuff, just brought but... up
0: the uh, Etsy for it's right in front of me, Kingdom of Spiders, and I'm looking at this <laughs> horrifying looking custom cat bus. <laughs> definitely not the version from the movie itself. It's a little bit more scurry. But mm-hmm. I see what you mean. It, it is definitely very, um, it's it's a different kind of detailed where you know you got the yes. scoring in of the fur and the very detailed teeth. It really doesn't yeah. sound like I'm describing something from a Ghibli film. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know the I I know what what you're talking about. And uh-huh. I think this particular artist has done stuff even for the movie industry. So yeah. there are people like him who do this for a living and um like are really know how to make really realistic or cool looking stuff just by hand without even needing um like a three D printer. But for mass producing stuff I'm glad I, I went the 3d printer route because i don't have to deal with um like hand modeling each each individual thing i can just with my printer make a bunch of them just mm-hmm. out over the course of an hour, a few hours that basically prints the models themselves and i just have to worry about uh painting and, and packaging them so yeah it's a it's a fun process i definitely was like in the midst of a uh i, I want to say Midlife crisis kind of situation <laughs> when I when I was wondering what to do because um, I needed a hobby, something productive, and preferably something to um, make some money on the side. So this turned out to be the perfect thing.
0: I got comp- I heard everything you said, and I was about to ask you a question, but then I saw one more item at the very bottom of Kingdom of <laughs> Spiders at the Etsy store called Monster Fetus, <laughs> and I clicked on it.
1: <laughs> oh no! Do you regret that decision?
0: Maybe. Yes, I definitely don't. I'm not happy that I looked at it, but I'm also very impressed with the detail. Because you're right, there's a lot of art that goes into this this um, into the creating of models and miniatures and all that sort of yes. thing. I think that when some people think three D, nope, three D printing, they just think, oh, you pick a design and go. But it's not that easy. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, and in fact, it's interesting that a lot of the community surrounding three D printing is. Uh, interested mostly in like Dungeons and Dragons and making uh-huh. models for figurines for like tabletop gaming. So any basically any video you want to find on how to 3D print, it's it's like you've you've dived into a the nerdy geeky culture of like tabletop and Dungeons and Dragons figurines. So that's kind of what my friends it's, it's do. A, yeah, <laughs> which I'm all for it. I think mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a really cool community. But um, it's interesting how they've kind of like dominated the 3d printing market, which I guess if you think about it, there's not too many other things you'd want to 3d print on a regular basis. So
0: I was going to ask about like what stuff being as you're in the 3d community, besides that tabletop kind of stuff, I'm I'm not in the community. I know nothing about 3d printing other than it looks quite difficult. Like what do Mm -hmm. people, what are, what are people making?
1: Yeah. So if you go to sites like thingiverse, um, where people can upload their models for anyone to use for free. You'll find a lot of um, like attachments for like just regular tools you might use, or um, fun little desktop knacks uh, to print for the hell of it. Um, there's pretty much just anything you could kind of think of. There's probably a, a 3D printable version of it to some degree, and a lot of people um, will even take models from. Video games and turn them into 3D, 3D prints. Um, I just
0: saw, I just went to Thingiverse, and on the first page, I see there's a lot. There's an astronaut sitting on the moon figurine, <laughs> a card game keeper, mm-hmm. a uh, VW bus. Yes, a VW bus, and I think <laughs> my favorite is the Star Wars X Wing lamp. That looks mm-hmm. pretty impressive. Uh, rounding it out with the Thinking you Mm
1: hmm. And, you know, a lot of this stuff you'll find on Etsy, too. Um I'm sure. People will, I mean, it's, it's kind of uh, controversial sometimes because people will just kind of take uh, any kind of free model and then try and sell it on Etsy. So you'll see a lot of really weird stuff that's dominating the Etsy market. Um, but other stuff, yeah, people put a lot of time into creating it in Blender or other type of program and, uh, and, and selling them on Etsy or, or otherware otherwise other other right. places so um yeah it's a really cool kind of hobby i didn't think i'd get into it but this uh it's something really um interesting when you combine it with like the hobby of mm-hmm. making official looking collectibles
0: did you get any backlash from anybody i know that's a <laughs> for, weird question for the, for the, the titanic Twinket one toy
1: it's it's funny you mentioned i didn't really get any backlash except right. for like one single comment by a woman on like Facebook just a week ago where okay. she was just like oh that's terrible shame on you but <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a real like it's not even a real uh no. I mean I don't think anyone really uh hit the propeller there's no eyewitness testimony from what I from what I learned it was a uh, completely uh you know a scene made up by James Cameron himself I think
0: I think so, but it's like it's not as though we haven't done weirder things with people's death. Like, isn't one of the most famous photographs in the world a photograph of like a woman's body after she jumped out of a window and fell into a car roof?
1: Oh, is that the one it's like a black and white photo and yes. it looks like she's just kind of sleeping? Yes. Yes. Okay. I know. Yeah, it's it's interesting. <laughs> uh the real person
0: might... too like that wasn't a yeah. movie moment that's that's i mean I, that wasn't a glib joke i was making that's a real i'm gonna look that up oh actually. yeah like,
1: like, i know exactly uh... what you're talking about i'm sure the other side of her doesn't look that great but
0: evelyn McHale. um yep let's see here her wiki article American bookkeeper who died by suicide by jumping from the 86th floor of the empire state building. And a photograph was taken four minutes after her death. And that photo went on to be called the most beautiful suicide.
1: Oh, it's a good what? title for it.
0: It is. Isn't that gross when like people are like, <laughs> how dare you passenger hitting propeller fakery? It's like people took a photo of this legit. dead, <laughs> Violent horrible moment. And they were like,
1: but it wasn't glamorous. Oh, yeah. What well, you know, I, I if I'm going to do something dark from any movie scene, I'm going to expect some of that. Uh, I guess you could say um, there's probably there are other ideas I've had from other movies that I probably <laughs> won't do because I'll probably lose lose a lot of followers for okay, it. So, like what? <laughs> well, like uh, uh, let's see, probably a, a dry sponge from The Green Mile. <laughs> or uh, uh some type of um needle from Marley and Me from the end of the film. Oh. Something uh <laughs> something sad and uh and dark like that. But I've I mean that's kind of always been my my style of comedy is stuff mm-hmm. on the darker side, but um yeah, so this when I was thinking of movie scenes, this one stuck out in particular. and I'm trying to think of more um you know that it's kind of has a, has a comedic edge to it in an otherwise serious moment in the film. I think this is the, uh, the perfect type of scene to encapsulate that. I can't um,
0: think of any other ones. I'm having a poor time of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I did a search myself, um, after, after making this and the Titanic one was a, a popular opinion, um, which I, and I learned too, after making this, that the, uh, so the character that they they kind of rendered for the passenger, uh, the visual effects supervisor of the film put the producer's face on the right. model of the passenger. So you can't see it in the film because he's so tiny, but they right. it's actually the, the passenger who is the propeller has the has the face of the producer of the films, which is a pretty yeah. fun fact.
0: Yeah, and it's even like it was kind of almost a little moment of levity for for the production team too. They're like, hey, what if we made this dude you? That'd <laughs> be really funny if we made it in, what if we made it you. And that'd be kind of, would that be really funny. We should do it. We should, we should, we should do it. We're gonna do it I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it.
1: <laughs> and I'm glad they did. I'm
0: like I know that there's two there's a lot of I I don't know how familiar you are with like the Titanic community. Um But there's a lot of minds in there, and there's many people who just, like, outright hate the Cameron film, which, like, Mm -hmm. do what you do. You you don't have to like anything you don't want to like, you know. There's people out there that don't like milk chocolate, and if you want to live your whole life wrong, that's fine. But (laughs)
1: it...
0: (laughs) The movie has its flaws but it's overall a good movie. And I think part of a good movie involves admitting that it has flaws. And -hmm. once you start admitting that it has flaws, you can sort of have these moments of levity, but there are some people who are like, you should not have a moment (laughs) of comedy in a moment when things are supposed to be very, Mm -hmm. very serious. They're (laughs) like, I guess I understand that. Like, I'm like, again, that's fine. You can think that all you want to. I disagree.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because life is really weird. Like, if you think about the moment, like the worst, if, if you reflect back on any bad moment of your life, I'm pretty sure that if you think about it, it's kind of, it's one of those things where it's like, it's a funny story now, but it wasn't at the time.
1: Right. <laughs> I know. And I'm, there, there are plenty of movies where, you know, you see them as a kid, like this one, at least in my case. Mm-hmm. And it's, it seems like that, that make them make the movie itself memorable i mean that and kate winslet's boobs but other than that there are there are scenes that really kind of stick out to you that uh-huh. you'll remember for the rest of your life and i think this is one of my remember i've said this already but when i when i shared this um toy on on reddit and social media everyone was a lot I was getting a lot of comments of, of people saying oh yeah i remember when i was a kid watching in the movie theater i was yeah or I was so-and-so somewhere when I saw it. And right. that scene really stuck out. Like I remember laughing in the midst of crying and everything else.
0: <laughs> I I was watching uh, the movie with my, uh, my teacher friend and mm-hmm. as we were watching it, we were assembling part of my Lego Titanic model and, you know, you're assembling a thing. You kind of have your head up, head down, head up, head down. Right. And I think she left the room uh, one second. And I think that moment happened. I just heard her yell from the kitchen. Wait, did I miss it? <laughs> running back to the room. Going, that's my favorite part. <laughs> and it's like, I know that some people are like, that's terrible, but you know, you're yeah. right. I saw this movie for the first time when I was eight years old, like
1: mm-hmm.
0: at eight years old, I did not absorb a majority of the themes. I enjoyed yeah. the movie. I thought it was fun. It was exciting. There was a lot of mm-hmm. big music and big feelings and a big ship. Mm-hmm. It was neat. But there was a lot of not stuff that I, like, I totally did not remember that Rose and her mom did not have a good relationship because. Oh, yeah. I was like eight years old. You know, I'd forgotten that Tommy existed. Mm-hmm. A bunch of these little details that did not matter. But I had not forgotten that a man had a propeller. You <laughs> <I> can tell <laughs> I you know, that. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people, too, think that seem to think that the man who hit the propeller was like the sh- the chef or one of the bakers on the ship, because yeah. he's also in that, like kind of around that scene, you see him mm-hmm. in a few frames before the guy falls and it's right. propeller. But if you keep watching, you, you, you see the, the chef again, you know, he's, he has the, the, the flask of whiskey that he drinks. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I don't know what, why so many people think, that was him or that it was a true story but i learned from putting this out into the world just Mm -hmm. what other people think of the scene Mm -hmm. and uh not not so accurate it seems (laughs)
0: Uh, no and it's it's interesting because the the baker you're referring to is charles jochen and he is one of the most famous survivors and actually you know cameron inserted a lot of either real people or stand-ins for real people uh, and peppered them throughout the film but one of the real people was this baker and he survived the sinking by getting blind fucking drunk Mm -hmm. climbing all the way up to the stern and being the last off the ship i think his testimony is even he didn't even get his hair wet like that's a real that's a real Uh man and okay. there is a lot of testimony that while the ship was sinking, he was running around throwing deck chairs and furniture off the off the side of the ship, thinking that people could grab onto it later. So that was a real guy. So, yeah, it would not have been him hitting the repeller because he... Uh, right,
1: he survived.
0: He did. And he also, at the very, very end, when the ship sinks, I think he and Rose make eye contact and nod at each other, too.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I don't know why they would have thought that. It's just some not not to be dismissive about it but it's like it's just some rando it's not a character mm-hmm. that you meet in the movie he's got no name he is literally like man manhitting he just, yeah
1: he just has the face of the producer
0: i think it's actually <laughs> a cg so i have not watched all the behind the scenes nor have i read all the behind the scenes but from uh, what i understand there was a lot of motion capture in this film obviously because you couldn't drop there was people. yeah yeah. I mean, I, I haven't checked the regulations lately, but I think that even in the nineties, it was illegal to drop people from like 250 feet up. So they did a lot of motion capture with, you know, real stunt doubles. And then also with mm-hmm. dummies and then inputting CG. And so I think that that person is a combination of like CG, a dummy and a stunt double was like, it's not even a real person doing the stunt.
1: Yeah. I I read that he was entirely like keyframed by an animator who was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Who was uh, at the time working on his first film, but is now like has won Oscars for other stuff like avatar. Mm -hmm. Um, He, in fact, when I put it, this up on Reddit, there was a a comment by a dude who had worked with this animator and, uh, Mm -hmm. He was like, "Yeah, I haven't spoken to him in, in decades, but I'm going to I'm going to send him this picture."
0: <laughs> and I, I was
1: like I replied back. I'm like, "Hey, if if you can get in touch with him and he and he wants one, I will make one for him." Seriously. Specifically. Yeah.
0: That's It's it's really interesting to think of how much goes into moments like that. It what this moment is what 5 seconds maximum.
1: Yeah, just about. I mean, I've watched it on YouTube too many times to <laughs> count now. There, there's even one video where someone has made like a 10-hour sequence of it just over and over and over again for 10 hours That's insane. of him hitting the propeller. And I had to watch it a lot just to make China as a visual representation when um, I was deciding how to model uh-huh. um, the propeller with like the rivets and, and everything in it. Right. Um, and... Yeah, it's it's popular enough to get its own ten hour video on YouTube. I guess
0: <laughs> I feel like you could genuinely drive someone to madness by making them watch that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It was I was getting in my head just from watching five minutes of it. So
0: <laughs> that's a lot. Again, this is a five second clip stretched mm-hmm. into ten hours. That's
1: that's madness. Odd. <laughs> so so I'm of- I'm curious. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm curious what you think about scientists thinking that the wreck will vanish in like 10 years do you think by like bacteria eating away it? Is? do you know anything more about this if it's if it's even accurate
0: so i don't know how long it's going to be mm-hmm. but at some point in time the wreck will collapse it's simply because it's made out of wood and iron it's yeah it's just how nature works i mean it would be great if there was a way to somehow be like oh yeah it's below x feet in the sea it's preserved So I do think that that's coming. I also think that, unfortunately, with global warming and the sea temperatures are rising, there's been an increase in currents. There's a lot more freaking garbage down there. Mm -hmm. And over time, more and more people have gone down, and some of the submersibles have landed on the ship itself, which, you know, can create damage. It can create openings for rust. So there's a lot of just, like, natural slash human factors at play Mm -hmm. with the wreck. So I do think eventually the ship is going to go away. Just because it's being you know it's being reclaimed by nature. You see all those photos of like abandoned theme parks that are completely overgrown with vines. So I I think mm-hmm. that that's that is the ultimate fate for the ship and it's 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 sad to know that one day you know we won't be able to go down there and get those amazing photos and you won't be able to visit the wreck site. But that's just kind of how the world works, you know.
1: Yeah. And I mean they're not able to lift it like they did in that unknown movie <laughs> uh-huh. that exists
0: those weird bloody people that sometimes like to get up on a moral high horse about certain things but i'm one of those people that's like if we could lift it i don't think we should oh i agree
1: 100 i don't think we should either
0: yeah why Hmm. why do you think so i'll I'll, i will gladly lecture you on why i think so (laughs) i feel like it's nice to ask
1: (laughs) well i mean i would for starters say that the the money should be better spent elsewhere uh and second isn't there already like a recreated model a recreation of the Titanic that's going to be done in like five or six years.
0: I oh, think keep talking about Titanic too. I have no idea what's going on with that. Cause that's like some yeah. individual person's project. It's not like an official oh. museum. I think.
1: Really? Okay. I thought it was some big organization that was well, pulling all this money into it. I don't, I every like year or so I'll be like, Oh yeah. I wonder what the status is on that. And I'll Google it and nothing, not even like pictures or anything.
0: I just Googled it and it says it's a planned ocean liner to be a replica. It was announced by Australian billionaire Clive Palmer in April, 2012 of oh. the proposed cruise line company, blue star line. But okay. um, it went on a hiatus in 2018.
1: <laughs> okay. But not promising. Yeah, it's I, mean, I, right I, now. I guess it would have to be a billionaire if it was a personal project.
0: Yeah. Okay, here we go. So on the, in September 2018, Blue Star Line said that the work would recommence, and they have a conceptual design ready for shipyard pricing, but as of May 22, there have been no website updates in over four years, and Delta Marin referred all questions about the project back to Blue Star. A Bell of last paper reported that Palmer began to doubt the economic viability of the ship once interest <laughs> and curiosity had worn off.
1: Oh Wouldn't boy!
0: I <laughs> is anyone shocked by that? I I think it's.
1: <sighs> I know it's not like uh, Titanic is still super relevant in social media.
0: I mean, it. Here's the thing, though: if you made, if I were to build a Titanic today, and if I were to just suddenly have a ton of money and make an exact replica of the Titanic, mm-hmm. who am I convincing to pay for third class tickets? Yeah. True. I mean, the standards of travel have just changed where I don't think, especially after the pandemic, I don't think I could convince people to just buy tickets and dorm in that capacity. Like, you'd have to add so many more. Like features, and there was only like what was it like eight bathrooms for all of third class. You'd have to complete.
1: yeah, it was like two like two bathtubs or something for yeah. seven hundred passengers.
0: Exactly, because <laughs> well, people back then just didn't friggin' bathe as much. Yeah, I, mean, I get, but then it's not an exact replica of Titanic, is it? Because you are gonna have to make it like, yeah, health not violations for one thing. Yeah, so I personally think that if anyone wanted to go the replica route, they should build it in a dry dock and have it be a museum. Hmm. Kind of like,
1: kind of like the arc that someone that the creation <laughs> museum made.
0: Oh my God. I yeah. love, I don't remember what reason, but we used to every so often, my family would take a driving trip somewhere that involved going by that thing. And it was always just like, that is the really
1: dumbest. And yeah. is that in, is it Kansas?
0: Oh gosh. I don't remember where that
1: is. <laughs> Someplace I've never been near, but yeah.
0: Replica, Noah, um, Life-Size Noah's Ark theme attraction in Williamstown, Kentucky.
1: Oh, Kentucky. Okay. knew it started with a K. You yeah. I remember, I remember them. There was a huge controversy about using taxpayer money or something to help finish it. And it, it was just, they spent so much money and then they were losing so much money afterwards because no one was. Oh,
0: wait, this is a different no one. Oh, this is the, uh, your, t- the Noah's art replica. I just found it. It, um, from the creation, creation Evidence museum. museum. Yeah. That's in Texas. And I'm not shocked by that at all, <laughs> but it, I mean, it's not to say that I th- I think that the, the thing about the Titanic though, is that I feel as though people would be more inclined to walk through it for a day than actually sail on it. Yeah. Or like, absolutely maybe people would stay the night in the first classrooms like make it a hotel slash museum but like i I don't think people would want to voluntarily go and like
1: and probably not the same route (laughs) either that the titanic (laughs) took itself
0: no i think that would just be tempting a little bit too much fate it would be like you know i know that hubris and human greed is what sunk the ship last time but we don't have those problems as a modern society so let's try that again
1: well, I mean, I wasn't so, I was referencing more that the time that it would take to travel that people wouldn't be so fond oh, of yeah. rather than the danger of icebergs now that so many are, are melting.
0: That's so I don't think there, the
1: danger is that. But uh, yeah, I think these days people just want to take their selfie someplace cool and get out.
0: Basically what my thought yeah. is. And that's why I think the museum is a better idea because like like this Wikipedia article said, like as soon as the interest died down, it's like, all right. Right. It, it needs to be sustainable in order for it to be a thing. And that's why it's like, yeah, right. turning it into a museum or like a hotel where people can come and take their selfies. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. how you gotta, gotta do it. You don't want to trap a bunch of influencers on a ship for seven <laughs> days. Well, actually I might want to do that now.
1: Have you been to the actual, like the official Titanic museum?
0: I went to the one in Pigeon Forge. Um, I know there's the one in Branson, which is run by the same people, which I haven't been to. And I have not been to the artifact exhibit either. Okay. Have you?
1: No, I just, once in a while I'll see like videos of people going to to a Titanic museum and sticking their hand in <laughs> in water where that was supposed to imitate like yeah. how cold it was.
0: It's cold. Yeah. <laughs> Some people try to see how long they can keep their hand in there. I did no such thing. Yeah. I touched it with one finger went that's enough, and left the room <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think it's a it's a cool it's a cool experience. I really like the museum. I thought it was interesting. Mm. Um I recommend it, but it, um I know some people have like mixed feelings on the artifacts exhibit. I also have slightly mixed feelings on the artifact exhibit, but that does not mean I'm not going to go see it when I am in mm-hmm. Vegas because I am a hypocrite.
1: Oh, that's right. There is one, in Vegas. That's interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: And they, they're the one that has the big piece too, which in my personal opinion is like the most controversial piece of Titanic
1: uh-huh.
0: stuff. Well, mostly because it's a piece of the ship itself. Cause like, yeah, I'm of the mind that if you're down there and you want to retrieve artifacts that clearly didn't belong to somebody like China or mm-hmm. the forks or glasses, because those weren't, those didn't belong to somebody that was, that right. was ships. Yeah. And that's why when people are when there are artifacts where it's like this was someone's pocket watch, I feel a little bit more like mm, don't like that as much. Yeah, and yeah. And the thing about the big piece is that it wasn't attached to the ship when they when they retrieved it. Like they didn't go down there and go, "Aha, this piece will do," and then yank it off. <laughs> it was it was right. already off the ship. So on the one hand, it's like, yeah, you didn't go down there, drill into the structure, and plunder it all. But right. on the other hand, in the process of pulling it up, it did dislodge and what if it had landed on the rest of the superstructure and collapsed it? Like, there was just right. a lot of risk that was involved and luckily for them it did defer- it didn't collapse on anything important and it did. They managed to get it up and it's safe and everything. Mm-hmm. And I talked to one guest on my podcast earlier who said that to be able to see the piece of Titanic in person was a life-altering experience mm-hmm. for them. And that's why I'm, like, of mixed feelings about it. Because, like, if it can genuinely inspire people and make them feel something and feel connected to the story, then I guess who am I to say you shouldn't have that?
1: Mm-hmm. On
0: the other hand, the... things that aren't yours.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's understandable. I, I, a few years ago, I um, I bought a VR headset. And one of the first things I did was downloaded this uh, Titanic VR experience where you were some artists recreated like a couple decks of the ship, um, like the dining room and uh, some lounge areas. And it's pretty, it it was used in the, I mean, it was modeled using the Unreal Engine. So it looks pretty realistic. And I think they're even, every year they make more and more progress with different areas of the ship. Um, And yeah, I I highly recommend you check out that if you happen to have access to like some type of VR hardware, because it's it's probably one of the best ways to kind of put yourself in that environment without actually going there.
0: <laughs> right. I, I think that another podcast I listened to did the VR thing recently on the Oculus. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I don't own any of that VR stuff. I feel like I'd either give myself a headache or run into something, but <laughs> um, I've been curious about trying it out. Like what's the, is it just so that you can walk around and explore the ship?
1: Yeah. So the version, I think there are multiple kind of Titanic VR things out there. One on Oculus is kind of more, uh, it recreates certain scenes from the um, event and stuff. Um, It's more story driven. But the one I am referencing is one I think you have to download straight from um, a website. And it's, it's strictly just virtual environments. So no people or anything else. Just looking at very detailed models of uh, of the interior of the ship, um, and with the right um, VR headset, it, it looks pretty amazing. Um, well, that's really cool. Yeah.
0: I don't. I think that the one that um, LA was referring to was the more plot-driven one, because I think it was happening. She was doing something related to the sinking, and there was definitely oh, okay. people.
1: Have you gotten anyone uh, involved in the movie?
0: No, I wish. That would be awesome. <laughs> Not so far. I have a feeling that it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I'm in, in a dream world, it would be nice if so-and-so heard. But, like... Yeah, yeah. I don't know that... <laughs> I mean, there's so many Titanic things. Yeah. There's also so many other, like, podcasts that are run by... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Smarter people or. Are there Titanic podcasts? There's so many Titanic podcasts. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a ton. There's a lot more that are better than mine there's i've been listening to one that is so fucking funny i just like scream laughing listening to it it's called <laughs> titanic minute it's done uh-huh. by these three guys I, I from the midwest and they watch the movie minute by minute and talk about it and it's just one of the funniest things i have ever heard in my life like i even my mom was overheard <laughs> one of their segments in the other room we were just crying laughing at one of them losing their fucking mind it's like do you know what a box is like, <laughs> losing my mind it's very funny um, but then on the other hand, I really love um, Unsinkable, the Titanic podcast, um, the host I was talking about, L.A. Beatles, which is she's she, it's much more like fact based. And she's got mm-hmm. this wonderful like storytelling voice that's just soft and soothing and lovely. So just like there's a variety of podcasts out there. And that's why I'm kind of like as much as I would love to have as many people on for the movie as possible, especially even Stewart who played First Officer Murdoch, my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I just. <laughs> i just feel like there's no way they'd find out about me you know maybe i'm being a super negative person but
1: you know, well you gotta start somewhere <laughs>
0: that's true like all of them yeah hey, i'm happy to start with this passenger hitting propeller toy because it really <laughs> made me so happy when i found it. i i don't how know did, how it.
1: did you may i ask how you found it because sometimes uh, people will just find out from the weirdest in the weirdest ways
0: i found out from the titanic subreddit and um oh you yeah. it. Yeah, and oh, I,
1: I don't remember posting it. Maybe no, someone else posted it there. Yep,
0: someone must have cross-posted it in there, um, because I remember looking at it and the first thing, because the so the the draft draft the version that I saw had the the image backing on the toy that I ended up purchasing from you had a photo of the the ship sinking in the back. Right. The version that I saw first on um, Reddit had the um, it looked like the cover from the VHS. It was the Kate and Leo. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I remember seeing that as I was just scrolling on my phone and it just kind of like passed me by at first and I was like, excuse me. And I <laughs> had to go right back up and look at it again. And then because of the movie backing, I was like, that's not, that's not real. That's not real. And then I <laughs> zoomed in on the bottom left hand corner where it said contents one comma one. Poor soul. Poor soul. <laughs> and I think I cried. <laughs> laughing for about five minutes and then i downloaded that photo from reddit and sent it yeah. to about 78 people i know with the caption saying do you want to see a wild piece of titanic merch yes you do here it is <laughs> oh man that's
1: great well, well thank was, you for sharing
0: it was really funny
1: <laughs> it, I, it's shown up in the weirdest places too like i i yeah. mean i like some a friend messaged me on facebook mm-hmm. saying that it had popped up in some like local online like yard sales slash flea market. Someone was selling it for like two thousand dollars. What? And I was like, what Get out. Not- I know. I mean sure it's it's uh it's nice, but I don't know about two thousand dollars. <laughs> I mean, who knows where it would have gone if if, if uh, eBay hadn't taken it down in the height of <laughs> right. of uh, its its trend. But um so they yes, were just yes, it's it was mad that been- you were gonna
0: profit off of something that they probably
1: didn't make. <laughs> yeah probably. But it, it's it's very been very interesting when something Goes viral, viral. Just how like where it pops up on the internet.
0: Yeah, and i I found you because I was looking for the origin of the toy. Um, oh, okay. As, yeah, because as soon as I saw, I figured out that it was parody merch. I was like, well, I have to find out where this came from, and that's you right. know, sort of zooming in the photo, Google suspicious duck. And found your email address through there somewhere, and then I remember contacting you it was like two things: number one, I need <laughs> one of these, and number two, please come on my
1: show. But yeah, I see you did the smart thing of like looking at all of the packaging and kind of <laughs> seeing with the you know kind of deducing where it came from. A lot of people will automatically one either assume it's like official merch and <laughs> and be upset by it, or two they'll they'll often and this is not just with this collectible, but mm-hmm. with. um my stuff or, or stuff of other people who make this type of, uh, this type of art, they'll automatically assume that it's, it's been made by um, arguably the most popular artist of this, of this genre, which, which is uh, obvious plant uh, obvious plant is a artist who makes fake toys um, and I mean, puts them on
0: obvious plant.
1: Exactly. And he's—I mean, he's—he's he's absolutely hilarious. He's one of the reasons why I—I I was inspired to do this kind of uh, art myself. Sorry. <laughs> I know you can't look at his, at his stuff and not laugh. He is—it's the most insane stuff.
0: we have be dating edition. Fuck yes, I would date a ghost. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I was happy sorry. to finally buy one of his things when it usually they are super expensive they sell out wicked fast but he's yeah he's like probably the epitome of this type of this type of art
0: i'm sorry i got the one more i got stupid as animals these creatures suck dolphin looks like a fish but it is not a fish terrible mammal (laughs) it has done it all wrong (laughs) look at this thing it is so dumb (laughs) Uh,
1: this is yeah i'm sorry someone thinks
0: that's real get out
1: I know right I just bought one not too long ago from him call It says uh, a prescription pill that I found on the ground Would <laughs> be fun? question mark uh, yeah it's it seemed like a waste leaving it there it's, it, it's yeah, so yeah he amazing. his stuff uh, he also there's also a, a guy follow um, Death by toys who makes really funny stuff and collectibles um, oftentimes action figures um, and he he used really helpful recently. I was messaging him about, uh, his process and, um, yeah, it's just a super, this, this whole community is, is super tight and, and very friendly with with the process of everything. So I'm, I'm glad to kind of dip my toes into it.
0: That's amazing. I listen, it takes all sorts. If I've learned anything from doing this podcast, it's that, everyone has their own story to titanic and some people's story mm-hmm. to titanic it's deeply emotional sometimes it's i am a dis- i am a relative, a relative of a descendant. Yeah. right or you know i'm a historian and sometimes like in my personal case or some other people's cases it's deeply silly mm-hmm. but i think that they're equally important and you know i was about to say don't at me anyone but you know what fucking <laughs> at me if you want if you want to have an argument with me come have an argument with me i think they're equally important. <clears throat>
1: Now I'm sure you've, you've told your part of this already on Mm -hmm. on previous episodes, but what is your connection? How did this obsession start with you?
0: So I like most people I'm 33 and the movie came out when I was eight years old, like Mm -hmm. I mentioned, and I saw the movie and I really liked it. It was, like I said, it was big. It was exciting. I played the violin. Um, There was a lot of strings in the score. And then I, I liked Murdoch. He was my favorite officer. I don't know why. Just mm-hmm. as soon as I saw him, I was like, that one. I like that one. <laughs> and then it got to the scene where he killed himself. And mm-hmm. I was eight years old. I had, I loved to read. Um, I was, a, you know, one of those advanced readers, but I hadn't <laughs> been confronted with the concept of suicide. I, I read historical fiction and stuff. So I'd heard, I'd dealt with, not dealt with, but I'd read about like, you know, murder, but it was always written about in a very like, and then they weren't there anymore. hmm And this was sudden and violent, and there was no explanation, at least for my eight-year-old brain. And in my head, I also just took that to be a fact. I was like, well, that's what happened to that man, because Mm -hmm. James Cameron did all that research. And it wasn't until much later when one of his um, relatives kicked up a fuss in Scotland, and James Cameron did like a non-apology basically being like i'm sorry you feel that way and you know there is conflicting testimony as to whether or not an officer committed suicide and whether that officer was murdoch um i talked to historian dan parks and he's of the mind that it was very likely happened and i can see why it was like a totally insane situation i can see why Mm -hmm. i might have decided just be like and bang because it's a lot
1: i read that Mm -hmm. the family of him this could be completely untrue but i read that the family or descendants of him were upset that he was portrayed as shooting someone yes and then himself yes
0: yeah. that that's what it was they were like they they were upset that it was an embarrassment to the, to murdoch's legacy and i will say mm-hmm. that um the part i did agree with like the whole bribery thing because in all accounts murdoch was a hero he was responsible for saving a large majority of the survivors because he allowed men to board after there were no available women and children So, yeah. So, Pauline County was a a great seaman, an exceptional sailor, and a good man. And Mm. when that whole kerfuffle happened, I was, I don't remember how old I was. I was in my teens. and I just remember being impacted by it again and thinking about how fiction can impact your view of history. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then I went on to become an English major. So... (laughs) This, ha- this movie happened at a critical time for me where it, it happened to coincide very much with the fact that I had a good English teacher, I had a love of literature, I liked to read, I liked to write, I liked the movie. Mm-hmm. So it all kind of fell into place as I was getting old enough to understand. So that's my Titanic story. And it's not, you know, I don't have any relatives or anything mm-hmm. to connect it personally, but I find it to be a deeply human story.
1: Yeah, no, I mean that makes perfect sense, and I think for movies or just events like Titanic, it's for someone like me, it's it's more impressive for someone to have such a a, a tie to something like this as opposed to, I don't know, something way more popular and mainstream like Lord, Lord of the Rings or, you know. Uh, so, do do by the way, do you have any Titanic tattoos?
0: I don't currently so i have on my wrist i have this sort of cuff that's like a flower with some lace and a little heart-shaped locket but the locket really blends into the lace because it's black and green so it's the lace okay. so my tattoo artist is going to turn into the heart of the ocean so it's going to be a little more colorful oh. stand out a little bit more and be like a little subtle titanic tattoo but
1: that's cool i like that
0: other than that, i don't do you
1: no not of the titanic or anything else <laughs> someday fair. maybe But, uh, yeah, there's yet to be anything, uh, Mm -hmm. really I could see putting on my body permanently, but I, I, uh, not even passenger uh... hitting propeller, (laughs) uh, maybe someday that it's interesting. (laughs) I got a, uh, some very interesting, like weird messages from other like accounts on Instagram when it was Mm -hmm. like kind of blowing up, like. One, you know, often as you know on Instagram, there are tons of meme pages out there. Some people yes. that do it just as a hobby, some businesses that turn their business page into, you know, meme pages. And anyway, the my the photo I took of the first version of of the Titanic collectible, some mm-hmm. uh some company shared it as kind of you know like they do with other memes, mm-hmm. and then um. Like with a lot of them, I asked them to tag me, my, my profile in the image mm-hmm. and they did. And then we, we talked a little bit and they're like, Hey, if you ever want to do a collaboration, we sell and make, um, dildos. And <laughs> if you ever want to make like, a a dildo in the shape of the, of the passenger hitting the propeller, let, let us know. And I was like, okay, <laughs> as, as long as we can get it to spin, that's, uh.
0: So I'm, oh, is the plan for this to have the like propeller on the non-insertable portion that you can spin?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Not dildos, butt plugs. <laughs> Same question applies. <laughs> I assume so. Interesting. I assume
0: so. That is the... F- I can't even laugh, but it's the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. <laughs> Beyond laughter. I'm just delighted at that concept. When is this uh, happening?
1: Uh probably never <laughs> i don't, well it's i don't think anything i make should be inserted into the body i don't think resin is is very uh
0: well i don't think that they safe. would make it out of resin i think you would design it and they would make it out of what silicone? oh fair
1: fair silicone yeah probably
0: <laughs> this is my assumption yeah because you're right yeah. i don't think that anyone should be putting resin in there anything
1: no uh i think it was i think it was uh more of a of a joke. Uh, oh, I'm
0: sure, but offer. that's that is hysterical to visualize the concept. Yeah,
1: and it's it's really what made the first week of like sharing this so memorable and <laughs> and fun. Just seeing what people what people's reactions were.
0: To it. I love it. That is that's great, and I am glad you made this thing because it brought an incredible amount of delight to me and my friends at the very <laughs> least, and selfishly, that makes me think it was worth it.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm glad you like it.
0: Do you have any other projects coming up or are you gonna be re- are you gonna be releasing another run of passenger hitting propeller or have we moved on from that?
1: No, I think uh I mean this the demand is still there a bit. I, I still get messages once in a while from people sure. um, asking if I'm gonna restock them. Um yeah, I my uh 3D printer is taking a bit of a break from the summer <laughs> heat, but once once it's back up and running, I'll I'll make some more And um, in the meantime, I'm working on some collectibles catered to my uh, hometown of Vermont, Mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of where things started is making things uh, really related to Vermont that um, we're missing in the, uh, the Etsy world. So yeah. And and just other movies in general, like uh, not too long ago, I did one from, uh, from Marvel and Dr. Strange, which did well. And, Nice. Um, or John Mulaney, who's one of my favorite comedians. So, just about anything I can think of, if I think other people are going to like it and I like it, then I'll I'll make it. But um, definitely going to be doing some more passenger hitting the propeller.
0: I hope so because I think that more people should have them. I might I have I'm considering getting one to keep for myself. I I might need to do that.
1: Oh, that's right. You got it for a friend, not yourself.
0: I did. I got it for well, a friend, so I I don't I don't have one. Anyway. Oh,
1: well, we'll have to change that then.
0: <laughs> I think so. I think, I think I'm think i going to need to get one and actually have it in my official collection. I'm going to have to have you sign it, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on to talk to me on the show. I had an amazing time. I think your toy is hilarious. I think you should continue doing exactly what you were doing for <laughs> the
1: foreseeable future. Well, thank you so much, Alexia. This has been really fun. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you so if you're anything like me you have now decided um that you need one of alex's amazing (laughs) toys uh so you should go ahead and get one you can find alex on uh, facebook and instagram the username is suspicious duck v t that's all one word suspicious s-u-s-p-i-c-i-o-u-s-d-u-c-k v like victor t like tango or like titanic. Um that is his username on Instagram and on Facebook and if you want to check out his website it is suspiciousduckvt.com. He is also on Etsy at suspiciousduckvt very useful when everyone has everything as one social media which gotta say titanic Talkline does get in touch with me follow the show on instagram on twitter and on facebook uh send me an email titanictalkline at gmail.com and guys come on we're how many interviews into that leave me a review i know that you're listening i actually went and looked it up and most people listen on apple podcasts and spotify both of which allow you to leave reviews so uh go ahead and do that for me would you please Titanic Talkline was created and produced by me, Alexia. Be sure to keep up with the show on all the social medias at Titanic Talkline on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That is all one word Titanic Talkline, T I T A N I C T A L K L I N E. If you want to get in touch, be on the show, sponsor the show, or have a question or anything you want to tell me, send me an email at Titanic Talkline. Again, all one word at gmail.com. That's Titanictalkline at gmail.com. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time. Bye!